Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello and welcome to another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I'm James Hinchcliffe. I'm Rossi and don't want to be here. That's, <laughs> that's, that's about yeah, right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and that's them. Them's here <laughs> too, unfortunately. Um, all right, guys. Big, big revelation um, occurred to me this week. So we, we have this podcast every week. Right, we do, and we chat, and it's kind of nice because we're all very good friends outside of the podcast, and we were friends before the podcast started. So, in a lot of ways, it's our kind of weekly—it's a therapy session, like pal checkup, right? <laughs> it's our yeah, water cooler. Yeah. Well, in Detroit, it was really the first time—not the first time, but but it really hit home to me that we got to pay attention to what we say on this podcast because. <laughs> People are, are people, listening. There are people that listen. Yes. And um, thank you guys for listening. We very much appreciate it. It's a little weird that, you know. Not that you of, listen. He's not saying of, it's weird that no, you listen. Some of you. It's re- a little weird. It's some, a little weird. Some thing. of you reference. <laughs> We've heard our product. It's in, not that good. In real life with products. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we had. I mean, I'm going to tell a story because I love it. We had the great um, Twizzler Red Vine debate last week on the show where Alex was proven to be very inaccurate in his belief mm-hmm. that Red Vines are better Completely than incorrect, yeah. So a fan of the show, and I even said this to you at some point during the weekend, like I was stopped three or four times by people specifically just to tell me how much they enjoy the podcast, whatever, which again, it's it's the first time we've really been recognized for it. And that's why it's starting to like, it's just a bit surreal, to be honest, because we look at these like the three of us are just on the phone together. <laughs> no one else here. And so, so yeah, so it's it's awesome. It's it's so awesome. And one one listener actually uh, showed up with a, a bag, had a very nice note written on it, and inside was uh, a pack of Red Vines and a pack of Nibs, which are even above Twizzlers, which we discussed on last week's show. <laughs> and I just thought it was the sweetest thing ever. There was also two other little treats in there that I won't mention, but it was uh, it was very kind to receive some delicious goods. It was bourbon. I'm, I'm, it was I, kind. Was little bottles. Yeah, you said it made it sound like it was all like suspect there. When you no, like, no it's not suspect. It. Okay, so it was no, just, it was, just right. it was two little. It was like the two little like airplane bottles of Jim Beam or something, but. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool. And I'm not gonna lie, we we ate them. We ate them in, in the bus on Saturday night. <laughs> and, and then we you, saved, you bunch... saved the bourbon for me, right? Well, yeah, we didn't have the bourbon yet. 
Um, but <laughs> we actually brought a bunch of other people into the uh, into the the conversation about Red Vines and Twizzlers, including a fellow Californian who blew Alex's uh, geographical theory Stop. out of the water. Stop. First of all, okay. she's not a fellow Californian. She's from Indiana. The only other fellow Californian that was That's in the room point. was your dad. my father, and he chose Red Vines. Right. Sorry. That is true. That's a good point. She didn't grow up there. I never. I forgot about that. Okay. All right. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to look into some other Californians and see. We should have asked Courtney if she liked them. Oh. Yeah. We also got uh, quite an outreach um, from curlers. Which I just oh, assume yeah. they were able to because of all the free time they have. Wow, it's you're just you're just <laughs> doubling down on this, eh? We got a we are, lot we're of mail. Do, we're working something mail. cool out. We're working yeah. something out on this. For those that didn't listen last week or have not listened before, Tim basically <laughs> on the entire curling world in one sentence, claiming that not just he, a very unathletic person in his own right, mm -hmm. but quite yep, literally yeah. anybody could become an Olympic level curler in two months or less. You know, I've had a lot of time to think about this and I've reflected on my statements. I've thought about how ridiculous they were and I stand by them hundred percent. Yeah, we knew that was coming. <laughs> and it's fine because we are working on a very fun project, which is going to lead to you looking like such a moron and very, very humbled. And probably bruised <laughs> knees and a sore ass at the end of it, if I'm totally honest. <laughs> but that is neither here nor there. So, yes, it All was right. a fun weekend in Detroit, uh, off track for reasons related to off track, but uh, on track, Alex. How did, uh, how did uh, Detroit Rock City treat you? You love the track. <laughs> we talked about that. Was yeah, there anything I mean, you remembered? No, I mean, it, it was pretty much par for the course. So, like, I'm not... I I feel even more emotionless than than y years past, which is borderline it's impressive. Being dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, oh, we dropped another two wheel nuts. I've been mad. Makes sense. <laughs> you also had some oh. bolts sheared off your front oh. wing in a manner that I've never seen or heard of before. Yeah, but this failure has literally never happened in all of race car building history cool yeah um so yeah no i mean it's fine it's it's really fine um it's fine james good I'm glad <laughs> that you're taking this sort of I, it doesn't detached it doesn't approach. seem fine it doesn't it's seem fine. fine at all like what, <laughs> what what more can i say we've had the politically correct answers We've had the unpolitically correct answers on this podcast. Like, I don't know what people want to hear. It's all shit. It all sucks. <laughs> Everyone sucks. I am considering boat racing instead. Um, what no, else? no, 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 no. You, you're 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 gonna you're gonna yeah, fast you're... track your cornhole professional yeah. cornhole uh, uh, career. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good time. About you, you should James? you should like give motivational speaks at high schools. <laughs> Just well, kids, I'm glad you're all here. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's called realism. <laughs> did you go to high school? Me? Yeah. Yes. When you are when, when did you move to Europe? He went to when college. Sixteen. Also went to college, James. Thanks. Not in person though. You sure did. Yeah. 
I thought you only did it like online. No, we've had this conversation on this Many podcast. Times. before. Yep. Yeah, I know we had, but I thought that's. <laughs> he also doesn't listen. listen to this podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't even listen while we're recording. We can, Never mind. We can, we can continue to insult my intelligence. It's okay. You think life is rosy and grand all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah. We well, yeah, I'm, I'm Canadian, so yeah. Oh right. Yeah. 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 It's not really a choice. You live in a um, state of delusion. Did you finish? Did you graduate college? Yep. Why do I feel like I've heard this but don't remember this? I because you have because you're a self-centered person. I don't... <laughs> Man, no, it's it's a forgetful thing. It's not really a self-centered thing. I don't even remember what I you're do. You're a narcissistic Canadian. How is this already our darkest episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's impressive. No. It's impressive. We're gonna I brighten wanna... it up. I... Well, yeah, because James is going to talk about his Detroit weekend. No, that's that's definitely not going to brighten up anything. I don't think. I, I don't think. I mean, you thought yours ended poorly. Wow. Let me tell you, mine was still worse. Mine I mean, was still worse. I, I had, suppose. I had the uh, the 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 red flag council hose me on Saturday. And let's also just pause and say that we're glad Felix is okay. And yeah, that accident yeah. was ridiculous. Um, that was the, his throttle was stuck open. Well, a lot of things, things happening. Funny story. So I was texting with him that night and you know, he was, he was fine. And we were kind of, we got to the point where we were joking around a little bit. And, and I said to him, I said, all right, we got a bet going at the team. Was it stuck throttle or failed brakes? And he goes, both lol. <laughs> So, yeah, it was it was an the, issue. The, the worst things that could happen both happened. Correct at the same time. One caused the other, uh, and so he had no brakes and was at the top of second gear, stuck on the throttle into the wall. Oh, man. Yeah, it was worst case scenario. Well, no, he actually rightly pointed out worst case scenario is if that had happened one corner later, because that was a second gear corner. And we were heading down the back straight to what would have been top of sixth gear when he would have lost his brakes and then had a stuck throttle. So that could have been really, really bad. He would have landed in Canada, I think. Yep. Wow. He would have jumped the river, landed, and then he would have had to quarantine for two weeks before he could bring him back. <laughs> He'd have missed Road America. It'd have been a whole thing. It'd have been a, the whole mess, you know. Um, okay. But his stay so, in the hospital would have been free. So you know, the good with the bad. Yeah. Um, okay. So the red flag, you mentioned the red flag council. Um, the red flag flag council did kind of appear out of nowhere this weekend. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts and opinions on, obviously, so, obviously they had to red flag that for that scenario. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The tire barrier was over the wall. Right. Lots, my, lots was wrong. Lots of, lots of issues. Yeah. But yeah. I guess that's, that is my, that was my, why I was puzzled with the first red flag was they took three laps under caution before they threw it, where it was very evident immediately that that was a, a red flag condition. And the sort of loose defense, and to be fair, I haven't had this conversation with anybody from race control yet. I do intend to, but the sort of conversation that I heard about was, well, we were trying to get the field packed up before we went red. And that's just not important if it's a red flag scenario, if you're worried about driver safety. Yeah, don't you come repairs, in and park? Correct. And if you need to reorganize people, you're under red. You got tons of time to do it. You can 
quick jack them in pit lane and put them in whatever order you need to put them in. It's fine. So very confused as to why the red took so long to be thrown there. And then equally as confused as to why the red flag was thrown so quickly later in the race when Grosjean hit the wall in turn eight. Um, obviously, they didn't want to finish under caution. I get that. But, I mean, that accident probably would have only been about a two-lap cleanup anyway. So with the red and the extra pace lap you have to do you know, after the red flag, we went green with two to go, where if we had just let the safety car or safety crew, sorry, do their thing under caution, we probably could have got going with three to go, but whatever. It, it was just, it was a bit confusing the way it seemed, it, there seemed to be some inconsistencies with how the red flag was used on Saturday. And ultimately, yeah, the first one hosed us because those three laps under yellow meant that we burned up too much fuel. We were supposed to be pitting the lap the accident happened. They never opened the pits under yellow. So we had to take service in a closed pit, something Alex knows all about. And, uh, yeah, we had honestly, and the, and the tragedy is it was like by a country mile, the best race we had going of the year so far, you know, we've had, we've had a bit of a rough year and this was the best, best one we had going. And it all sort of came unglued, but what you can do. And then, so race then two, I got hit on the first lap and had damage and just drove around trying to not crash. Yeah. Alex, you did too, right? Kind of in a roundabout way, but not really. Um, <laughs> so, you know, while things didn't go well on the track, I also got turned down from a restaurant. Oh I my God. Can we please, are we, are you going to tell the story? Cause yes, I love it. I love this story. <laughs> I'm going to tell this story and I'm going to add color detail. <clears throat> not because I am trying to off, not I'm trying to, try and have any sort of status. I'm just trying to paint the picture and explain to you the, the scenario and let you guys decide who was in the wrong. So I <laughs> made a reservation on my way to um, Detroit to a steakhouse that I've been many, many times in the past uh, with my Andretti Autosport teammates, um, Ryan, Marco, Colton, Carlos Munoz, even anyways. So called to make the reservation, um, booked it for three people, myself, my father, and my girlfriend. And they said, yep, no problem. 6 PM. We can get you in all good. Uh, see you later. Great. So I go to the track, do my track walk, um, get to the bus, shower, change, and pull up to the valet. Um, it's six Oh two and roll down the window of my car and ask um i kind of there was a manager looking guy he was kind of a door he, he was standing by the door he wasn't a doorman though because he was in like a full suit and just rolled down the window being like hey guys are you enforcing masks type of thing um and, and he was like no okay but you have to have a collared shirt and i said okay I've been here many times before in like a t-shirt and there's never been an issue. And he said, well, since we reopened in, um, <clears throat> in February, uh, we're really trying to protect the brand. And it was at this point that I got out of the car and was wearing a cashmere sweater, dark jeans, $400 shoes. Okay. And was not wearing a hat. had taken a shower. My father was in, a button-down shirt, as he always wears. Kelly was in a dress. We were in a 
fairly nice car. Three very presentable people got out <laughs> and were like, I'm sorry. You're saying that we can't go into your restaurant because I don't have a collar on my shirt. I wasn't wearing shorts. I wasn't wearing T-shirt. You peasant. Right. Keep in mind that when I called to make the reservation, no one brought up that they were had a dress code. Very strict dress code. Right. Um, <laughs> and the sun was still out. Keep in mind. And and I brought that up to him and I said, I I've, I've never like. I called someone, you should really have, if you're really going to enforce it this strongly, you should really have the person that's taking the reservations inform the customers of this. And I said, I have a jacket, like a, like a, almost like a, a cold weather jacket in, in the trunk of my car. I'll put that on. It has a collar of sorts. And he said, that'll probably work. I put it on. And he said, no, you can't wear it. It's branded. Wait, what? Yep. Oh, I missed that part. Branded. So wait, is this, is this, are they sponsored? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So what then happens is my patience wears very thin. I get very frustrated and leave. I had a very pointed Instagram post about how you should never eat at the London shop in Detroit ever, ever, period. Yeah, you have um, full Karen on it, and I'm here for it. Yep. Well, <laughs> where where it got even more frustrating This was, is the best part. It's the, so it's the best part. We found another steakhouse. They were happy to have us and take our money, which again is something I don't understand. Is a business coming out of a pandemic? You're turning it's away insane. business. The it's, the restaurant business of all businesses. It, it well. makes no sense. So, oh, my money's not good here. Fine, no problem. So we went to another steakhouse. Well, as I'm driving back from that steakhouse and had a wonderful meal at D Prime. So if you're in Detroit, go to that steakhouse <laughs> and not London Fog because they're a bunch of douchebags. Um, <laughs> My good friend and James's team owner, George Steinbrenner, sent me a picture of him at the table at London Fog in a T-shirt with four other men that were also in T-shirts. <laughs> so I really want to understand. He rocked up in his, his Corolla rental car. So, so, so here, here is the message exchange that I had with George Steinbrenner, and it is actually fascinating. So I, he, he, he kind of messaged me this, and I said... Okay, well, for reference, and not at all to try and brag, I literally pulled up to valet in my Audi with a cashmere sweater, the clothes I was wearing that I already told you guys, and they turned me away before I could even hand them my keys. He said, for reference, and not at all trying to brag, I pulled up <laughs> into valet in my Toyota Corolla with a gray H&M sweater, <laughs> chinos, and Nikes, and they immediately handed me a valet ticket. <laughs> And he, did he say like, oh, but they made me take my Yankees hat off? I don't know. But I am still so mad about the entire situation. As two hours later, a group of four guys in T-shirts or sweaters got in and Alex was not allowed in. Is there a chance the guy from London Chop was a Ferrucci fan? And so, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Here's, here's the real question, guys. Is there a chance that London Chop saw my post and was like, oh, maybe. maybe. Either that know. or, you know, it is Marco's restaurant. Did he make a call ahead? And actually, you hey, did let Marco, you were going there. No, because so he would have. He would have owned up to it by now because that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been such a good prank. That would have been really good. And potentially that could have happened because I did ask Marco for the name of the restaurant. Um, but no, it didn't. So anyways, um, I just, I, that's never happened to me. I've, I've been told before, sir, you can't wear a hat in here. No problem. Yeah. I've been told, sir, um, we have a dress code, but here's a jacket. 
Like, yeah, we, we went to the Magic Castle before. Right. You know, one of the most exclusive places in L.A. You didn't have a tie. Their solution was, here's a tie. Great Correct. <laughs> we <laughs> want your money. We want you to have a good evening. Here's the solution to your problem. Not, yeah. no, get out. So moral of the story, on track and off, it wasn't the most stellar weekend, but we survived to race another day. We got Road Felix America okay. next. We got Road America next. And... And we got a guest today. And we got a really good guest today. That's what I was I was reaching to. Um, we got a guy who's a big IndyCar fan. He's helping make the sport bigger and more popular. He is one of the funniest guys on the interwebs at the moment. Um, Joey Molinaro from Barstool. If you don't follow him, you will probably after this. And uh, we had a nice little chat with him. He's nice, nice enough to step away some, from a family vacation to join us for a little bit. In, in the sticks. So the, the audio yeah, is not camping. the best. He's camping Wife. in Columbus, and his internet was only a little worse than Hinch's. Marginally worse. But it's amazing <laughs> that he was still on time. He was on time, and, <laughs> and I was I was three minutes late. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, here's Joey. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Vital Proteins knows that turning 30 can be a pretty big change for your body's collagen, which can begin to decline, but also a change for you. Like waking up sleep-deprived when you were in bed early listening to a podcast, or looking endlessly at real estate you can't afford. Luckily, there's collagen peptides to support your skin, hair, nail, bone, and joint health. Vital Proteins, for everybody with a body. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So, Joey, welcome. Welcome to the show. What's up? <laughs> Thanks. I messed up your guys' title enough when I was eating donuts with you, so I'm glad you guys had me on. I had like off the track, <laughs> off off one track, and then you guys got me on off, off course. track. So that's good. Off course, it's all good. We didn't get you donuts, so that's true. That's true. It's that's a good point. <laughs> um, where where are you where are you coming at us from today? I heard you're in an exotic location. Very exotic. Uh, one of the most exotic in the land, called Columbus, Indiana, <laughs> um, <laughs> home of of Tony Stewart. Um, former vice president of the United States. Uh, I don't think yeah, Tony Stewart was a former I, uh, president. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. those are separate. 
yeah, I'm at my 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 in-laws RV uh, right now while they're outside, and uh, I'm just living, guys. I'm uh, I'm kind of hanging in out here. I'm excited to be here with you, though. We talked to Tony, and he he pointed out. He said when you drive into Columbus. They have the two signs. They have the home of Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence and home of Tony Stewart. He said, the Mike Pence sign's on top, but the Tony Stewart one's a lot bigger. <laughs> a, a lot bigger. It, it, it almost feels like, you know, somebody came in and was like, no, the Pence one needs to be on top. And they're like, all right, it'll be on top. But it definitely won't be the same size as Tony's. So <laughs> I think it helps that Tony's like property probably makes up more than half of the entire area of columbus indiana well joey thanks for joining us today hold on yeah no problem oh this is my koozie i brought it today the hundredth running pretty nice to one of the the co-hosts of this podcast sure was right <laughs> yeah james was on pole. running koozie yeah. <laughs> the, the week we gotta, prior we to the race to the week prior to the race was really good to me and the week of the race was really good to you so <clears throat> While we are on this topic of the Indianapolis 500, not Heard that one, um, but for for a lot of the listeners, they know that you know the, it's it's a whole month long process, and you know you spend a week or so practicing, and then you have qualifying weekend, and then you usually get shipped off to these exotic destinations, kind of similar to columbus indiana or manhattan <laughs> or whatever um to talk to the media but since since covid and uh the adjustment of travel and and all of that sort of thing we now do media day at the track and so the indy 500 media day thing that we had on wednesday was quite enjoyable um not for me, obviously. <laughs> Alex but, doesn't like people. But for the fact that like we didn't have to go anywhere. But my highlight of the day was I come around the corner and I'm talking to people from the local news or whatever. And then I see Joey sitting there on, I feel like just like a pop-out like chair. And your <laughs> wife had a cell phone. And you were doing an interview. And it was the best interview of the day. I enjoyed it very much. So again, mainly because we got fed donuts during the well, interview. I, I actually didn't get fed donuts because I had just seen Joey, I think, two or three days before and eaten my share of donuts. I had but, seen Joni the day before you did, and I still ate donuts with him at the okay. trip. Well, <laughs> did. That's that's not self-control, James. But I just want to force. More down. I just want to find out from Joey. Um, a, I didn't know you were such a big race fan. And B, how did you get like in the media day thing like was that always the plan or how did that come to be how does how does that work yeah alex they just you know they just let me in and uh you know they're like oh this guy's got a camera on a phone and he, they just set up a seat for me so uh no um i have not always been i'll be i'll be i'll be honest with you guys i have not always been a huge race fan okay um well thanks for I coming on joey uh hope you guys have a great rest of your day <laughs> Is that the only racing-related hat that you own, so you decided to put it on just for this podcast? No. No. Hey, hey. Okay. Let me – so I've grown up in Indianapolis my whole life, native, right? So when, you grow, when you're born and raised in Indianapolis, it's just like, you know, the 500 is just – it's just a part of what it is. Like, it's like red vines for Alex, right? Like, it's just <laughs> – Nice that, reference. That, 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 
right? <laughs> Being in California, that's just what you know. <laughs> and so I, I, I've always followed the 500. Cool, get it. But I didn't really, I didn't grow up in a racing family to where like my family would go to the race or like be a part of the events. So for me, it was just like, oh, it's just like a pool party and the race is on on the radio. It's cool. I get it. But then with my old job, I actually had to like go cover the race and like be there all month. And I was like, holy cow, this is really freaking awesome. Like, I love it even more. And that was probably like four or five years ago. And so I started following it more and more and more. Um, and then as my like careers, you know, started to take off a little bit and I like joined Barstool and everything I've had you know, been able to have access and like get to know fellas like yourself. And so that plus just like my continuing, like growing up, taking pride in where I come from and like how cool and historic it is. So meshed with all those things, that's where I've like really fallen in love with the track and the 500 and everything about it. And and, and not only that, but now like the whole entire season and the series and everything like that. So it's it's been a late bloom for me, but yeah, man, it's um it's it's big. I really enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Well, so let's let's take a step back because you mentioned it here. Uh, obviously, you're known currently for your work, you know, with Barstool and being one of the funniest men on the internet, be it TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or all of the above. But you mentioned your your previous job. So tell us what you were doing before that and sort of how the transition into the the Barstool position came about. Man. So you guys will be familiar with them because, you know, how much you're in Indy and you're based in Indy. Uh, so uh, 1070, the fan, um, yeah. like the ESPN yeah. affiliate in Indy, that was my first like job. Like I started there, I was like a weekend, like pushing buttons from like Saturday at like midnight to 6 a.m. And that was it. And then I worked my way up and, and uh, <laughs> spent five years after college there, excuse me, four years after college there. and. Yeah, so I was out there probably two or three years, eh, probably last three years of working there. I was out, you know, covering the race and being at the track all month long. And I was just like, I was just a schmuck, dude. Like, I was like, just like a nobody who like, I was still nobody, but like, I was just a nobody who like, you know, would carry around a camera and like maybe get to like be on a Sunday morning show. And so I wasn't really, you know, I, I like, I wasn't doing a whole lot, you know, there. So that's where I was, was with the fan. And, you know, I got, they, they gave me the opportunity to be able to go out and like be around everything there and get to fall in love with it. Like I did. And then now I've just been able to like take that where I am now and grow it even more, hopefully. So it's been fun. So, so how did the barstool opportunity come about? And like, what was that transition like? Yeah, man. I, so I, I, all the while while I was doing that at the fan, I was like doing videos on the side and doing like a podcast on the side. I told Alex about it. Um, and I told you, I told you about it too, James, um, Ben Polizzi, my buddy who I do videos with and who, um, who kind of looks you and James kind of, you have a similar, or, you know, you guys have a similar look about you. Um, and, and so we were doing videos all along and like just trying to hustle on the side to get an opportunity. And, um, and then the fall of 2019, I started kind of like releasing some impressions online. They started picking up some steam. And then Thanksgiving and Christmas of 2019, my Nick Saban ones that I did like popped off big time. Like, you know, millions of views and like just went crazy. And so from there, I started to get like more and more of a following. And I was like, ah, oh, well, I don't just want to like be a one trick pony. I like, what's what, what else do I have in the bag? 
And so I started, you know, doing other stuff. And then, like, I just kept growing from there. And then in, like, February, late February of 2020, uh, Barstool came calling. And I was like, yeah, let's give it a shot. So I went out to New York City and I met with Portnoy and Eric and Ardini and all the, the, the big wigs out there. And um, they offered me a contract. And I said, yeah, let's do it. So I've been with them. I actually started with them, James, the first day of, like, shutdown. Right. So literally, like, my first <laughs> official day on the job was when everyone was like, this is, the world is ending. So I, I have two follow-up questions. So one, so you talked about how you and your buddy Ben, who I, I have to say, some of your guys' office video skits are the greatest. Like, I'll watch them, like, 15 <laughs> times before I even knew you, and I'll send them to, like, all my friends. So... Thank you for that. But you you talk about you guys were hustling to to try and you know get get some, what what was the end goal? Like what were you trying to do? Like what what was your social media your influencer? The, yeah. What you wanted on your business card one day? Uh, um, you know I I know that we me and him each have like you know we're 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 we're, we're happy with where we are right now, but we have bigger goals even beyond it. And, and I know that that's always been the thing, but I think at the end of the day, uh, just being able to live a life where our job is to make people laugh or, or try to make people laugh, um, and somehow get paid for that was me, yep. both of our goals all along. Um, so it's been really cool to think back of where we came from and 2018 and 2019 when Rossi was ghosting us and Rossi still ghosting me now yeah. uh, today. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> so, so, so not much has changed on that front. Yeah, correct. Um, but uh, to see where we come from there to now, we, we both are doing that. Um, and I know we're not satisfied, but I think from where we've come from the last four years to now has been really, really rewarding. So I'll say that. No, that's awesome. So then my my only other question, and you probably can't go into too much detail because he's your employer, which is fine. But like I imagine a business meeting with Portnoy going like I was like, gonna ask the same thing. Going like, hey man, you're funny. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um do you want a job? I mean, that's why I'm here. That's what we're gonna pay you. Yeah. I mean, essentially I like that that's how it works for a good amount of people who you've seen <laughs> on Barstool Sports, like, you know, for me, to speak from my experience, like, I, I was I was doing that stuff. It started to pop off a little bit, get more of a following. And, um, you know, the, the NFL Combine is in Indianapolis usually every year right. um, at the end of February. And it, and it wasn't uh, this year, obviously, because – or the – yeah. No, yeah, it wasn't in 2021 because of COVID. But in 2020, it was right before all of that happened. And so the whole NFL world was coming to us and uh, a few other guys like Big Cat and PFT from Pardon My Take, they come to that every year. And so all of a sudden, like the week of, I get a message from Big Cat. He's like, hey, man, would love to meet up while we're in town, talk about some stuff. I'm like, dope. Yeah, it's awesome. So I meet up with him at PFT. Um, I give him my contact information. He gives it to Dave. And then I get a text from Portnoy later that night. It's like, hey, Joey, it's Dave from Barstool. I've uh, been following what you do. Really enjoy. Want to talk to you about joining joining us. Holy cow! Right. So yeah. then later that night, I'm on a phone call with Dave, and we talk for about 15 minutes. And then uh, the next week, he's I tell him I'd like to you know meet in person. And so we get flown out to New York, 
and um, they made me uh, an offer I couldn't refuse. So, uh, <laughs> can you, know, you send him this like, podcast? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm trying. You know, I, I, I'm trying my my best, my darndest, to uh, keep putting on for IndyCar, putting on for you guys uh, to to Barstool and everything like that. So, um, yeah. But um, I mean, he, he what you see online, like when I first met with him, I had that same inclination too. I was like, oh boy, what's this going to be like? And uh, he was nothing but great and, 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 and gracious to me. And uh, it changes a little bit once you're an employee of his, but uh, you know, still very grateful for Dave for sure. How did the phone call go where you're just like, hey, Barstool, I'm going to need you to buy four to five dozen donuts. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll tell you how it went. Uh, there was no, no, you just uh, you got the you got the bar stool card. I have not uh, I got the company card yet. Uh, maybe a year or two that'll that'll come about. Um, That's so. smart. I don't give them the off track card either, so I get it. It's because there's no money. There's either. no money on it. Yeah, we don't want the card, but <laughs> exactly. yeah. Um, no, I just I, I love how how you know you you've taken a passion to the 500, um, and and we appreciate you representing IndyCar. And doing the real hard-hitting interviews about whether or not we landed on the moon and um, <laughs> who really shot JFK, who really shot JFK, and conspiracy theories about aliens. Like it's it's good, man. Hey, but you know what? People just want people. You know what people want? People just want real. <laughs> Unlike the moon landing, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you've 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 spent more time around the IndyCar world in the field, and you've got to know a bunch of the drivers. Uh, you're known for doing impressions. Are there any IndyCar impressions in the pipelines, or anybody that you have tried to, or maybe succeeded already in, in creating an impression for? I don't have the dude who calls it on NBC. I don't have like his impression down, but I. The announcers on these races crack me up. I don't know. I'm sure you guys go back and like watch. I don't know if you watch the TV broadcast yeah. or not. Um, but I, 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 the dudes just crack me up how they call the race. Well, they'll be like in the middle of, you know, talk about something really important and then something happens and you guys may try to make a turn or pass somebody. And they'll, they'll, this isn't an impressive place to pick up where they'll, they'll be like, oh, you gotta look at Alexander Rossi and what he's done. And they'll, they'll, big one there (laughs) oh that's great um all right so so the 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 kind of final and follow-up i guess question to to that is so how did you know that impressions were your thing and like you were gonna become famous because of it like how how does that come to be i really like you know impressions was just like a launching point right like to to whatever you guys have i don't know what the comparison would be with racing but it's like only it's like only fans to stripping (laughs) (laughs) it it, it was just a launching point it was just a jumping point sure i was i knew that was a way to separate myself from rest of the field you know if you will like to, mm-hmm. to try to get away from the rest of the pack and 
so from that point, it was just like once that worked and I started getting more of a following from that, I was like, how do I capitalize on this more? And so as much as I enjoy doing them and, and enjoy having the impressions as a part of my arsenal, I kind of almost shy away from it now just because like, I don't know. I don't want to just be tied down to that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, on the Barstool Sportsbook app, I do weekly. Every time there's a race, I do a bet with me um, where I pick a driver, a few drivers to try to do an exclusive bet. So be sure to check that out on the Barstool Sportsbook. On the Barstool Sportsbook app, you can follow him on uh, Instagram at Joey Melinaro. Same on YouTube. Same on Twitter. So, guys, unfortunately, Joey Molinaro's connection was, in fact, worse than mine in the northwest corner of Indianapolis. And so he has has departed. But we said, you know, where you can find all of his stuff. He said, check out the YouTube channel for sure, the Instagram, the TikTok stuff. I'm with you, Alex. Like, a lot of it's kind of like dad humor stuff almost. Like, he does these bits about that guy in the office during, like, the NCAA tournament (laughs) or something. And they're so spot on. They're so funny. Um, I've never worked in an office and I'm like, yeah, that's relatable. Like uh, yeah, I watched, exactly, exactly. watched his Monday break room one today. It was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So the one, the other one that I loved was imagine you talked to people like, like you were emails. emails. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. It was Warmest so- regards. Yeah. <laughs> Hope all is well. <laughs> so good. Oh man. I uh, no, love that so guy. Great. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he gives us, things like free food whereas someone else who's you know used to be a comedian or still thinks he's funny like our friend tim has literally never bought us anything ever that's i mean that's that's not true yeah that's i have several things in my house that you've bought me yeah christmas gifts i like the christmas gifts yes right but he's never like concerning hand-knit (laughs) sign (laughs) sitting in my office Anyways, well, James, my a, point was Joey is is a really nice, funny guy. He is. Well, you know what? If and, I get the bar stool money, well. if I get some bar stool money, I'll buy you guys donuts. That'll be my deal. Like <laughs> anyway, but okay, yeah, we'll take it. Um, <laughs> technical difficulties aside, it was very nice of him to take some time out of his family vacation down in Columbus, Indiana, to uh, to join us on the show. So thanks to Joey for stopping by for the interview and thanks to you guys for stopping by to listen to it and we will see you next week maybe i'm we'll just hear ex- you you'll hear us i'm excited that young people are still interested in indycar racing well he's helping make that happen yeah which is cool yeah. i'm just gonna get on the sports bet thing Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Tim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that, I mean thin.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.